0: Man, yeah, <laughs> <R-R-R-Rose>? <laughs> <laughs> we're going. We don't need the roads. It's Walk the Line, and I say, yeah, and then a peace. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to Walk the Line. We are at episode 22. My name is Dan Carrier, and sitting here with me again, welcome back, welcome back, is Mr. Ryan T. Smith, Ryan, say hello to everybody.
1: Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. It seems like it's been a while since I've been on the show, and it's it's always good, and this is a good episode to be back for. I'm glad you uh, waited for me to... I had a little road trip this weekend, and I'm back for March Madness. How right. are you today, Dan? I'm doing
0: really well, because finally, like, the weather's a little bit nicer. It's yeah, still a little sun's cold, but the sun's out. the sun's out. It is March Madness. We're in a good mood. We have we. There's never a dull moment for us in our lives. We're always traveling different places. We don't allow for it. Yeah, and, and so it's been an exciting last couple of weeks. It's been a very very exciting last uh, weekend for Michigan State University basketball because it's really the team that we were expecting to see uh, in front of our eyes that we were imagining showed itself this weekend. Yeah, at the Big they 10 really tournament.
1: steamrolled through Indy and. Game in and game out. That looked like the team we were expecting all year. And I texted you during one of the games. I go, this is why we were so frustrated all year, because we showed signs of it. And finally, we saw three games in a row of just a dominant Michigan State team. And because yeah. of that, I mean, you saw the selection show Sunday night. Every single one of those guys was picking Michigan State. And I don't ever remember. To win the whole thing. I mean, even when Kentucky
0: was having their great season, I don't I think every single one of those guys on the panel picked Kentucky. But. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, Ryan. So the thing is, you're you're pointing out that a lot of the experts, you know, Jay Billis, Dick Vitale, Reese Davis, Jay Williams, and Digger Phelps, all five of those guys picked Michigan State to win the entire tournament. So the question I have for you is, do you think that's Are we looking at fool's gold here? Because, yes, Michigan State just demolished Northwestern, but they really ran over Wisconsin, and Michigan looked like a a small high school team. So that's why you could say Michigan State looks like the best of the best. But is that just, were we just playing like that for three days, or is that something we can continue to see, do you expect?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good point, and I think now people are using the the term putting the cart ahead of the horse, and I think they're overlooking teams like Cincinnati or maybe even Harvard, and we'll get into the breakdown of the sure. tournament here soon, but I mean, all these teams have us just flying right to the final four, and you know, there's a pretty good Virginia team waiting for us I in know. the Sweet 16, And and where Michigan State has struggled this year is when they can't score points, and we've seen too many times the shot clock's running down, and all five guys are looking around and pointing to different places, sure. and we're not scoring points in games we lose. And that Virginia defense, they they allow about 40 points a game, it seems like. It does.
0: There's like 46, 47. Yeah, and if we mm-hmm. run
1: into them and we can't score because yeah. we like to get out and go, but if they play their style of ball, it might be an early exit
0: for Michigan State. Now, the one statistic that I liked because I want the team, Michigan State, to learn from it, hopefully, is that against Michigan, they, I think, I know I at one point they were one for 15 from three-point land, okay? Which that kind of made me happy. I yeah, am going to say that we were because kicking their butt. if
1: we can win a game, I think we ended up with two. Maybe we got a garbage three exactly, again. But yeah. we ended up with two three-pointers in that game. Yeah, we shot 17 or whatever it mm-hmm. was, but we won a game not hitting shots from the outside. And one of the things with the tournament is teams that live and die by the three, if they get hot at the right time, yeah, they can go to the Final Four. But if not an early exit and we saw in the tournament that Michigan State's not going to be one of those teams where if they're dunk it on your face we can win games in so many different ways and they always say oh seeds don't matter in the tournament it's the matchups and I think that's why so many people are picking Michigan State is we match up well with so many different styles of team we can get out and run we can shoot threes we can go inside and Michigan went to his zone for two or
0: three plays, and we just threw right over. There's it. nothing we could do. We had, nothing they could do to stop Valentine from going those diagonal passes to Dawson or to. Well, uh, because to he Payne had Dawson underneath. and Payne both uh-huh.
1: streaking in from the baseline, and he,
0: it was basically his choice of who, who We would, were who laughing. Would. The back line was Spike Albrecht. And and you know what's funny? You know what? I was thinking about this show a couple a couple days ago, and I do want to give Michigan Wolverines credit because I dogged them pretty bad, and they're our biggest rival. And I was I, I said I said to my brain, I said I need to give a little credit because I even made fun of Karis Levert's name and stuff. That guy played a really good season. is uh, totally deserved of the definitely of the player of the year, and and I mean without even, question, I don't even Glenn Robinson the third, who I like to call Trey Robinson the fourth, right? It he, he's he played really well, so. Props to Michigan, but you got your butts kicked on national <laughs> TV. Bad. You, they look like little high school kids playing us on Sunday, and and that might have cost them in the seeding too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're in the two seed, but the the thing about the brackets, and I'd would lo, I'd love to let's just jump into the bracket. At this yeah, point, because I mean, we're we're, we're drooling Man. over we're drooling over Michigan State, and this is walk the line. So we're going to get into the point spreads of the first and, uh, games, but boy, I, I want to look at this bracket and just look at the Midwest versus. Yeah, the East. well, that's what I was saying.
1: Yeah. Yes, they're a two seed, but they also got put in the Midwest with. I mean, you look at that bracket, to me, Wichita's the worst team of those top teams because Kentucky, that's a pretty good eight seed. St. Louis has struggled a little bit, but Louisville, man, when they came up as a four, even Seth Davis on live TV goes, whoa. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. And and we were and I were like, what? Because we were trying to predict, Mm because that was the second to last bracket. And I was worried about
0: us and Duke being together.
1: And we were saying, oh, Louisville will be the one there. We thought they jumped all the way up to the one. And all of a sudden, Louisville comes up as a four, and I couldn't believe it. And then you have Duke. No one wants to play Duke in March. And then Michigan at the no. bottom. And we saw Texas earlier this year. That could be a, an interesting game versus it's Michigan in the second a loaded
0: bracket. Round. I mean, and the, like you said, no one wants to play Duke. And the thing is, <clears> Duke's <throat> first two games would be in Raleigh, North Carolina. And yeah, then, then, the, then the Sweet 16 in the Midwest is in Indianapolis. And you and I personally know how, how the calls they get at the Sweet 16 in Indianapolis. Yeah, we, so. we
1: personally witnessed that. And... uh Another thing too is a Kentucky Louisville matchup is possible there in yep, Indy. Yep, so it's that amazing. Could, that could be Michigan Duke
0: Indy or uh, Louisville Kentucky in Indy. That would be pretty interesting. And the question is, can you imagine? I mean, Wichita State's thirty four and zero, perfect season. The first team since um, they said since the nineteen ninety one UNLV running Rebels went into the tournament undefeated. So they they have a lot to prove. And look what they got. They got a Kentucky, an underseeded Kentucky as an eight, then possibly a Louisville which is a horrible seating, then possibly a Duke or a Michigan or a Texas, like you said. It's not easy. Ten, and the thing is, um, the, the Tennessee I believe is in that uh, bracket too. I'm not sure which playing game that is because there's a Tennessee Iowa game. But man, and then if you compare that to the East bracket, now Ryan pointed out Virginia is a very very good team. They've been playing very good defense. But Virginia is the number one seed. Villanova is the number two seed. They lost in the first round of the Big East tournament to Seton Hall, so they look you know kind of bad. But at the top of that bracket, there's Michigan State against Delaware in Spokane, Washington, and the other three teams there have to go even farther than we do to Spokane. There's we have to play Delaware Blue Hens, and then there's Cincinnati Bearcats and the Harvard Crimson. And so, I mean, that none of those teams are from Spokane, Washington. And the good news is, it's the East bracket. So if Michigan State can get out there, they get out of there. They'll play Virginia in New York City.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm no conspiracy guy, but people were surprised that Michigan State was a four. But I honestly think, you know, we Hollis yes. is on the selection yeah. committee, yes, and I think he said we would rather take the seed cut and go to a four then be a three in this bracket and have to play North Carolina in yep. the second round. Huge. Because I think Izzo probably said Huge. to him, we do not want it. They came into East Lansing mm-hmm. and we were full strength. I think we were 17-0 or something like that. Definitely a deal. Maybe that's we struck. didn't have that many wins yet. And he said... We do not want to see
0: them, especially in the second I mean, that's round. That's a good 2,000-mile trip. And it, right. But it, but so, look, look, it's it'd be four teams nowhere near the state of Washington in right. Northeast. So, it's amazing. As far as Northwest. the seeding goes there, I think we're probably glad we're the four and not the three. Oh, it, it couldn't have been better. And But, but uh, the two questions that I keep uh, asking myself is, was the team that we saw this weekend, the Michigan State Spartan team, is that the team that's going to continue to keep playing? Or... Is 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 it going to regress to like those oops? You can't get a shot off against Ohio State, and then the other question is how good is Virginia? Because Ryan pointed out, I mean they were they were underdogs by a point and a half at Duke uh, against Duke in the ACC final, and they really really looked great down the stretch, and they won by about eight or nine points.
1: And I'm I'm really pulling for Harvard in that first round game too because I didn't see much of Cincinnati this year, but one of the few games I did watch was when they played Louisville at Louisville, mm-hmm. and they won that game. And man, they were physical. They were in your face, and they just—they kind of made the game chaotic. Which team won at
0: Louisville? Cincinnati. I was going to say I thought Harvard. I no, no, gonna, no, no. Okay. no. Okay. I yeah, said yeah, I'm yeah.
1: pulling for Harvard because I don't think Michigan State wants to see Cincinnati either because they're just—they're so chaotic in the game and they're—they're sure. they're intense and that's—that wouldn't be a fun game and that's a, that's a hard road to get to if you have to beat
0: Cincinnati and then turn around and play Virginia. Well, and I'm taking a quick snapshot at last year's bracket. Um, when um, I know that Harvard defeated New Mexico, and New Mexico was pretty highly touted last year, I'm, it, was it a five twelve game? Yeah. Looking at, I'm, oh, you know, this is the women's final. I'm, that was a five twelve game. I'm it was pretty a five sure. twelve, and so the things Harvard has what it takes. They have Tommy Ammerker as a coach. He's the ex Michigan coach. He's a he's a good player, and he's really you know had a resurgence there for Harvard. I think this is their third straight year in the tournament, and they know what it's like to win. So. I mean, there's there's a lot that could go on. So, Ryan, should we keep talking brackets? Should you want to do some walk the line? You want to start talking spreads here? Because I'd I'd like yeah, to go I mean, through that, the game. That is talking the bracket. So Let, let's get into let's it. Let's do it. And so the way I have this, um, you know, uh, spread out uh, to uh, just use a coincidental term here, is that I've went through all of the first round games and I put them in uh, time order and I have where they're playing because to me. Dan Cryer, that's my name, and this is Ryan Smith with me. To me, the number one most important thing, and Ryan said matchups are important, yes, true, is where is the game taking place? Because you gotta get into the mental state of these teams. They only get a couple days to prepare. If they're moving to a different time zone and that and the team they're playing is from that time zone or from that area where the fans are, that is a huge, huge disadvantage. So in Michigan State's case, like I said, all those teams are going out to Spokane, Washington. Not the biggest not the biggest city in Washington, obviously with Seattle, but um you know they're traveling to the West Coast and they're going to be all weird in the head. But there's some matchups here that uh, that really really stick out that where my picks are going to come through based on the proximity of the game. So the first one to tip off March Madness is going to be on Thursday. So yes, there's playing games tonight and tomorrow because to, we're taping here on Tuesday the 18th, but we're going to talk about the the games that are set for the 20th. Uh, Dayton Flyers are the 11 seed against Ohio State Buckeyes and Ohio State is minus six in that game. It's going to be 12:15 in Buffalo, New York, and the Over-Unders 131. And Ryan, what, what, before we even get to this, why don't you tell everybody what we were talking about in the car about Over-Unders, about how we feel about Over-Unders right now.
1: In the tournament, it's just so hard to to predict because there's a lot of teams you haven't seen play. You know, with Big Ten teams throughout the season, we can kind of get a feel for how certain games yeah. are going to go and, you know, how teams play at Northwestern or at Iowa exactly. or whatever. You You get a feel for it, and that's definitely what Over-Unders are all about. But in a tournament, it's just so
0: tough to predict. Yeah, you can look at the spreads and the teams and how they match up, but yeah, gosh, and I'm looking at most of these over-unders. I mean, they're all over the board, so it's, yeah. it's pretty crazy.
1: And especially in the in these first round, it's just so tough to know because there could be a game where, you know, maybe Michigan State pushes it over just because they destroy... Delaware, but if that game's closed, then it stays under. It's it's yeah, tough, and
0: it's n- bigger arenas, and you know those NBA type arenas will I, have harder harder backgrounds to shoot on. So maybe and and sometimes teams will get hot there. Yeah. So you just really it's so hard to predict. Over, I always
1: lean under in tournament games, just simply right. because of the fact that every possession matters
0: and it, everyone's it's a little point. ramped up and stuff. I know. I know. So going into this, I I think Ryan and I we we pre-discussed this game because it's the first game of the tournament, and I think we're going to disagree about what's going to happen in this game. I So in my bracket pick, I have Ohio State winning. And when I think about the minus six, I I really expect a lot from Ohio State in this tournament. So the game is in Buffalo, New York. So if it's not, I know these are in-state rivals, but they're both taking the trip to upstate New York. Uh, Maybe they're going to go see Niagara Falls together, and then uh, then they're going to come back and play a basketball game. But uh, I like Ohio State to cover the six points in this one to start the tournament off right, give the Big Ten a, a notch in the belt there, and and get going because I expect Ohio State to make it to the Sweet 16 and play Kansas. So in this game, wow. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's tough. Like like Rye said, it's so hard to predict over-under with one, 131, but I think it stays under. So I'm going uh, to say 60-52 to Ohio State.
1: Okay, I'll take Ohio State to win as well, but Dayton can score points, and Ohio State struggles at that at some times, and I think that's going to keep this game close, simply the fact that, you know, maybe Dayton gets an early lead and Ohio State just has to chip their way back into the game and get the win at the end. So I'll take Dayton plus six.
0: Okay. So you're just going to give me like that. That's totally fine. Dayton plus six. I mean, how do you want to write this down? I mean, I'll I'll put Dayton plus six, like, because like we just went over. It's so hard to predict. I mean... I mean it's just crazy to look. But you, you've talked me into Ohio State winning that game, but I I'll take Dayton plus it. I mean, think about it. You got Aaron Kraft and LaQuentin Ross and and Shannon Scott or whatever. I mean, like all these usual suspects that have been around for a while. The they're and they're mad about Wichita State last year. So they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove that they're that this is and this is the final run of Aaron Kraft. So he's gonna be extra Aaron Crafty. hmm So
1: I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think how this game's gonna go in my head and when you struggle to score points, sometimes if you get down early, it's it's danger time, especially in the tournament. If yep. you give a team a window of hope,
0: and they start to sense it, and that's when the crazy well, things I'm happen. I'm shocked at how much respect. And this is disrespect for me because I'm I'm not an East Coast guy, but the Atlantic 10 just got stocked teams. They got six teams, I think, into the tournament with George Washington and v- VCU is really good, but they have an injury. They've we'll talk about as of late. But yeah, and St. Joe's won the tournament, and but Dayton then. lost to St. Joe's three times this year. So I mean, that's why I like Ohio State to cover mm-hmm. because I it, and it's simply because Aaron Craft is going to manage that game really properly, and and they're going to show their their size and strength. So and and because it's an in-state rival, they it's a big brother little brother thing, and they don't want to get knocked off by Dayton.
1: And because of that, let, let's let's do talk about that for a second yeah. because Dayton always says, oh, Ohio State's too scared to play us. Ohio always. State's too scared to play us. Yep. And they kind of poke the bear a little bit. Well, they got the, <laughs> they got the bear, so let's and see what
0: happens. There were certain things the NCAA tournament committee did, and this is one of them that I really enjoy. The, the, this one and is a nice one. And it's the first one of the day, so thank yeah. you, NCAA. Yeah, it's for, a good way to start for not selecting matchups. Now the second one of the day is a uh, is uh in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so this is where I talk about proximity and location. Yeah, it's the Wisconsin, Wisconsin Badgers the minus 13 and a half. They're the 2 seed and they're playing American U from I don't even know. I wish I knew. from America. They're from America. And you know, <laughs> I know I always think remembering those terms are like American U from Puerto Rico. But the point is American U is a 15 seed and Good, I'd, good night. <laughs> it's it's in Milwaukee. It's a home game.
1: And, what is that? An hour away from yeah, Madison? Yeah, basically. Well,
0: Milwaukee's over on Lake Michigan, and you just got to drive east from. But but the whole state of Wisconsin loves their Badgers. They like their Badgers, their Man. discount double checks. <laughs> and so the thing is, I think that's Chicago. <laughs> it's true. But but the thing about Wisconsin is, and they're like, bye. They're like, hey, Dan, I'm from Kenosha. Hey, Carthage. And so um, the thing about Wisconsin is they really look good offensively this year. And that's what's crazy about the fact that Michigan State drubbed them. Michigan State was up 21 in the first half. And the, and frankly, the referees let Wisconsin get back into that game in any capacity. But Wisconsin's going to be mad. So sorry, American U. I like Wisconsin to cover. I, the the over-under is 122.5. I like Wisconsin to go ballistic here. Yeah, I'm going 75-55. I'm, so I'll that's hop on the bandwagon with
1: you. I'm not going to pick a score, but. I, I'll take Wisconsin to cover. I think they're really licking their chops. I think if you rate the brackets as far as toughness, yeah. I would think the West is the easiest. So they're looking ahead. You know, maybe I think maybe even the winner of that Baylor Nebraska game yeah. goes on to beat Creighton. So then, if Wisconsin can just get Good some, e- yeah, get some easy
0: wins here early. You know, they got that. They right. have one of the easiest schedules to the Elite Eight. See, and the thing is, they have they they have the the two games in Milwaukee. And it's just home and home, but then they have to. They're in the West bracket, so they play in Anaheim, California. But none of
1: those teams are from West. They're closer. Exactly. Than,
0: they're closer than Creighton. Baylor would be the one team that I could oh, see because okay. Baylor's yeah. closer and it's more south, you know. So Baylor, they can just hip, hop on the ten freeway. Let's go see Wake. <laughs> Let's go watch our Baylor
1: Bears. I just, I feel like you're in cars. You were Larry the Cable Guy in
0: cars, <laughs> right there. That's I'm a Baylor Bear. <laughs> All right, moving on. Now we got. A game starting at 1:40 p.m. on Thursday in Orlando, Florida. Orlando. If anybody's seen the the, the Book of Mormon, uh, Pittsburgh Panthers are one of two lower-seeded teams, both of which are nine seeds. To be favored, Pitt Panthers are minus five and a half against the Colorado Buffaloes. So Pitt's going down the coast, and Colorado's swinging on a big trip here. So honestly, Pitts look pretty good in the in that ACC tournament. Yep, and Colorado Pac-12, they're legit. They're pretty cool to be in the tournament. I think their team can just be happy. Last year, Colorado lost to my Illini. They were down like nineteen at the halftime, came all the way back, only to lose the game. So I, I don't know what Colorado's going to do, but I don't think they're going to cover that five and a half. And Pits the team that can get out of that first round, and I'm going to keep calling these the first-round games. It's these the 1st not round the game. second-round games. Let's go on the record. The second-round games. No, it's not. There's <laughs>
1: four games in the first Those round. Those are the play-in
0: games. That's like in well, a regional final. you know final. what it is? What? It's because
1: there's big schools in them now, so yeah. they, they can't <sighs> insult the big – because, you know, I know, before it was the little schools, they can be like, oh, the little schools are in the playing game. But
0: now with NC State and I, you it's can't call It's play-in game. Them. It there, is, but – There's legitimacy to the playing game because Virginia Commonwealth of VCU – Played in the playing game against USC a couple years ago and then went all the way to the final four. So they got their five wins in the tournament, but they ended up in the final four. Right. So anyway, I'm just there's, but it's the playing game. We're talking about the first round games. I don't care what you call column. I'm taking Pitt to cover. Uh, over-under is 128.5. So I'm thinking a nice uh, sloppy game because Pitt can get it sloppy. And uh, so let's go 50. 50- Fifty nine, fifty three. Pitt. I'm going they're going to cover by one.
1: Okay. We're going to agree again. I'm going to take Pitt. They've played well really since early February. They went through a tough three-game losing streak, but that's when they had to play Syracuse, and Cuse was hot, and they lost yeah. at UNC, and then a bad loss at Florida State, but since then they've done nothing but win, and... So uh, they and they they looked pretty good in that Big East tournament. Who would they put the spanking?
0: Yeah, I, I was just it's thinking same thing. <laughs> Who would they put the spanking on in the in the round right before they lost uh, to? Because I'm trying to think. They well, lost they beat to Virginia. Wake.
1: They beat Wake
0: 84 55. Okay. Then they played.
1: That was on Thursday. Yeah. And then Friday they beat a pretty good UNC team by That's five. It. They beat North Carolina, and that was a and nice. North Carolina win. was favored. And they lost to number one seed Virginia by three, right. and that
0: was a good game. And they had a couple chances late. Right. Exactly. Okay, so, okay, this is good. Now we're moving into Michigan State's bracket. We have the 12-seed Harvard Crimson, at, and they're playing the Cincinnati Bearcats. It's 2.10 p.m. Uh, tip-off time here in, in uh, East Coast time, which is uh, 11.10 um, in Spokane, Washington. Isn't that crazy? It's an 11.10 tip-off for them at that time. It's a three-hour difference. You know, isn't that just nuts? So Harvard and that Cincinnati, has upset written all over it. It's just crazy. It, maybe. it does. I mean, and and I'm 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 not an expert on Cincinnati Bearcats. I'm sorry. Is I think it's Sean Kilpatrick. Or, yeah. Um, okay, and he's a good player. He's like he's I think a senior. He's one of their all-time leading scorers. The guy's gonna give you 25 points. So if they can Harvard but, Tommy Ammerkirk is gonna try to bottle that guy up, and then here's your upset. Here's your five twelve I mean. Stinger man. And
1: we're gonna keep hitting on certain points. And this goes back to the if you're hot, you're hot, and if you're not, you're not. And for him. You're right, when he's hitting some shots, if he sees the ball go in, yeah, he's going to get 30 points and this won't be a game. But he's had games where he goes 2 for 17 or something like that, and then Harvard starts getting some confidence and
0: watch out. And the thing is, you can tell that people know the upset's probably going to happen because Cincinnati's only minus 3. I mean, and, and Ryan and I did this funny thing that Ryan started doing where he was, we were Friday night, we didn't have anything to bet on, so we would look at the Ivy League games, and Harvard really chopped they their were way like through They 17 and a league. half they would, they every kept, night. They were covered, and when I was in Las Vegas over spring break, the Harvard got, won me some real dough, because they, they won big. So uh, Harvard's for real, and it's, I just think that they're going to come in and be really nerdy in Ivy League about it and be like, let's do some triangular parabola. And I'm, I'm a Northwestern grad, by the way, so that's how I usually talk <laughs> when I'm home. But uh, but props to Harvard and to Tommy Amaker, and uh, you know even like when you see Jeremy Lin being good in the NBA and still playing for the Rockets and stuff. So anyway, it's just Harvard's Harvard's a resurgence, so, so I'm taking Harvard. I, I was gonna say it sounds like you're taking Harvard. Is that win? what's mm-hmm. happening? I'm going Harvard, and the, the over under is one twenty two and a half. So let's say that Harvard makes it really gross and wins the game uh, sixty one to fifty nine. And so it's just going to be at 120.
1: Well, I am fake betting with my heart here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take Cincinnati minus three only because I do not want to see them as a Michigan State fan in the second round. So I'm thinking maybe if I if I you want don't
0: want to see Cincinnati, or you don't want to see Harvard. I don't want
1: to see Cincinnati, so I'm taking them oh, that way. I see that reverse, way when they reverse, <laughs> reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doing I like the, it. So I'm going to take Cincinnati minus three only because in my in my head I'm going to totally upscale Cincinnati as a team that way if we do play them and win by 15 I'm like that was a nice win Michigan nice. State
0: <laughs> nice okay cool hey fine
1: hey and, whatever you gotta do I mean you've seen those commercials where like the guy puts two eggs in the boxes with each team's <laughs> name on it and throws it off and right. whatever one breaks he picks the other team <laughs> that's what I'm doing that's right
0: funny. Here. see and, and the thing is too I mean like uh, careful what you wish for I would hate for Michigan State to have to play Harvard and lose see like, I, so, w- I would want to play Harvard I'd I'll take Harvard over but remember eight. last year Michigan State played Memphis and Memphis is kind of like a Cincinnati they're the same thing that's to true me, and they drubbed memphis in the second round which they now call the third round so um all right the next game is in now we're talking buffalo new york again so this is going to follow the dayton ohio state game it's western michigan versus syracuse so the winner of this game plays what i think will be ohio state syracuse is minus 12 and like i said it's in buffalo new york and guess what syracuse is also in new york so sorry western They've struggled michigan. as of late they have struggled as of late so, but they're and that's a given. big tw- spread they're giving up 12 western michigan's totally good so this is a tough one. This I is know a one nothing where, about
1: Western. Well, Michigan. I just
0: know that Western Michigan Let's has been playing the well. Here. They've been playing well. I, I followed them. They're, they're in the MAC, and you know I know them because I thought their football coach was hilarious last year, PJ Fleck. Remember that guy? Yeah, I'm going to go
1: to their non conference games and just kind of see how they did
0: against better teams. But like, like they, they that that Ugh. school could not have felt good about themselves after <laughs> that football season, and then they, they scored, come back.
1: And, they scored 35 points in a loss at Northwestern.
0: Who did Western Michigan? Yeah. Hey, they end up getting in the tournament, so I mean, I'm going to go with Syracuse know, to just crush them. It's in yeah. Buffalo, that's why this is location, location, location. So I'm saying Syracuse, Ramrod City. I'm going to go 74 to 55. They're going to win big.
1: Yeah, and I'm even looking at Western's conference schedule. I'm seeing a lot of losses in here for a
0: and the, more of them were early. Don't but forget still. Jim Beheim is like Tom Izzo too. He can, he's going to get those guys fired up. And I think a lot of teams see that zone and.
1: It's not your typical two-three zone. I think mm-hmm. they kind of panic a little bit. So
0: yep. So what do you think? Syracuse is going to cover that twelve? They're going to snap back into gear? Yeah, maybe I just talked myself into it. Okay. I mean, you just just I'm 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 not going to say anything other than it's in Buffalo, New York, and Buffalo's upstate New York, and Syracuse is like the middle of New York, so it's that's huge and what else do you have to root for up there seriously they don't you don't root for the buffalo bisons or whatever it's like like, stony brook up there or something yep (laughs) yep yep. and you can like stony brook and syracuse they're not mutually exclusive (laughs) likings
1: okay i disagree that's a heated rivalry you can (laughs) you cannot pick both of those then you're like albany and
0: bobby bobby boobity okay this one is what i would call the easiest one to pick so watch me jinx it just it's BYU, the 10th seed, who does not deserve to be in. I think their guy Collinsworth, and I know that because there's Chris Collinsworth, and he seems Mormon too, even though he went to Florida. Don't ask me why. Uh, But BYU lost Collinsworth, and they still got in as a 10th seed. I think SMU should have been in this spot because SMU was ranked, and yes, they lost to Houston in their first round or whatever. But Oregon's minus 5.5. The game's in Milwaukee, so that's nowhere near uh, Utah, and it's nowhere near Oregon. So just the fact that BYU's injured and Oregon has a lot to prove – the over is hilarious in this one, one fifty-eight and a half. Wow, it's they expect funny. them to get up and down. Yeah, I just don't think I don't think BYU can hang, so it's gonna stay under just because BYU gets their butt kicked. So uh, I just said seventy-four fifty-five. I'm just gonna repeat that one and say Oregon wins this big, seventy-four fifty-five.
1: I'm enjoying some of your scores, and I'm just completely staying away because I'm okay. gonna be wrong enough without picking the score. Okay. But I'm with you because even in the course of their championship game, the announcers thought that the injuries might keep um, BYU out of the tournament because their record was fine. They had the resume, but their losses down the stretch. And they were saying how the committee kind of does it where, who are you now? And they just thought with the injuries, BYU is nothing. So this five and a half kind of surprises me. I thought it would be you know, maybe eight More, or nine, I but know. so I'll take the five and a half. Okay. And Hey, I mean, I don't
0: know anything. This is all speculation. Well, not take you... the five and a half. I'm taking, four. you're taking yeah, org and yeah, giving yeah, up sorry. The five and a half. That's okay. Um, we know what you mean. Uh, I just think of like my brain plays with the like the political things of all these athletic directors and stuff, and I'm saying Larry Brown and SMU must have ticked somebody off, and maybe BYU gave a nice Latter day Saint donation. I don't know <laughs> because they got in they got in and they don't Jeez. deserve to be in i I mean they would have deserved to have been in, but they don't have collinsworth who's their who's their second best player, so they have a lot of good Mormons, nice young men. I just don't think they're gonna they're there, gonna be long. There are the some tournament. great
1: haircuts on that team. They
0: really I I got a little gel in my hair today. I got the Justin Bieber going. Hey guys. Anyway, oh my goodness. Now 4:40 p.m. There's there we a game. go. There's Zip. a game, and I put on the thing Buffalo, New York for some reason. Uh-uh. It's in Spokane, Washington, and it's the Delaware Blue Hens, and their helmets in football. Do you know what their helmets look like, Ryan?
1: Yeah, they're like the Michigan ones, are Exactly, they?
0: so we can smell blood on these guys. They're they're like a yellowy-blue, uh, you know, that mustard Dijon sauce and blue. That's the last thing a team wants to be when they see Adrian Payne and Brandon Dawson and the rest of the gang drooling. So Michigan State is minus 14. I'm taking the minus 14. I know Delaware's probably a good team. They won their tournament, but Michigan State is a force to be reckoned with. The game is in Spokane, Washington. It's a lot of points to give up. The over/under is one forty-nine and a half, so they're trying, you know, if you if you seventy-five times two kind of thing. So I think that Michigan State's just going to run it the whole time. I mean, if the over/under is this high, that tells you Delaware likes to get up and down. Yeah, they have. They're one of two teams in the tournament with three guys averaging more than eighteen a game. Yep. So there's going to be points on the board. I say Michigan State covers. I yeah. say eighty-five, seventy, and the game goes over.
1: I keep waiting to disagree with you, but. Here's my expert knowledge coming in right now. Okay. I clicked on Delaware's schedule and I see that they lost seventy eight sixty three to Tow. I don't even know Towson State. Towson. Mm-hmm. And so that alone makes me think. I mean, that's fifteen right there. Yeah.
0: So it's gonna it's it's gonna be one of those games where Michigan State needs to start seven to nothing like right. they did against Michigan and just kind of make the Again, other team go. Going
1: back to you don't want to give teams windows because if they exactly if they can stay in the game long enough, it just takes one or two
0: threes from the corner. With the bench right, and then flicking it starts,
1: the towels and then you're
0: like no. I know and and like yeah, you're like, Hey, look, the four foot three guy's happy. And so like and I know, like it's it's a teeter totter. If if the if the underdog gets that momentum, then they start milking the clock down, mm-hmm. then Michigan State has to start taking gambles. But the defensive pressure that Gary Harrison company We're put too on too much, man. It is and the Brandon Dawson factor and now How how can we just stop? How good did he look? He was the MVP of the tournament too, they gave it to him. The dunk that he threw down, the that hammer windmill. I knew it was gonna be a hammer dunk, and everybody was like, What well, they showed it in slow it was, motion oh from like goodness. behind him, uh-huh. and that was
1: the Michigan State side, and everyone's mouths were like, Come on,
0: come on, come on. Oh my goodness. And the thing about it is a team like Delaware cannot have the size that even even a Gavin Schilling has or a Costello. So Michigan State. Yeah, we can Ryan can break So are you I'm gonna type in that you're taking yeah, MSU I'll, I'll minus take fourteen. Us. Okay. When I was talking to Ryan the other day, I expected Michigan State to be about fifteen and a half or sixteen. So that's why I. They have two guys over 6'7". 7. Oh no!
1: Oh no! I missed a couple guys, but I mean, and who knows who plays hey, out of these guys?
0: Anything can happen. I understand that. I'm not. I'm not here to jinx Michigan State and say it's a guaranteed win. You never. Nothing is guaranteed in the NCAA tournament. Delaware earned their way there. Respect. But I mean, when this, you, yeah, it's. I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, this year kind of reminds me of last year. Everyone was. We played Valpo in the first round and. Everyone was worried, and I'm hearing the same things. They have the guys who can score, and they're a senior-led team. They have the experience, and last year we, we just kind of handled Valpo.
0: Yep. Okay, now we're going to get into – now that we've hit – because I wanted to build us up to Michigan State and here on Walk the Line, episode 22. Here now at we're rolling. Michigan State University, Impact 89 FM, Impact Sports. I'm Dan Cryer. This is Ryan Smith. We are very happy to be bringing you the NCAA Tournament Edition of Walk the Line. I mean, I really am. This is the my favorite time of year, just this week right now. You
1: can't be I'm it. going, oh, I
0: like it. So well,
1: we've already both planned to just take off Thursday. I don't know if yes. I can say that on the air, but we are
0: I'll <laughs> be watching some basketball.
1: Starting at 12.15, and then the last game starts at? nine or ten fifteen eastern time so i used to say it'll up. literally be 12 hours plus of ryan that smith
0: i'm older than you and when i was a little baby boy in grade school and middle school i would always save up never be sick and never be sick and then that thursday i would wake up and say mom i feel good today mom she bought it no. <laughs> She's, like, you She's like, you're lying. She's like, you're lying because of the tournament, right? And I'm like, mm, yes. She's like, fine. You can stay home. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm like>, y'all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I even go back to what I think it was my freshman year of high school. <laughs> and that was... Really, when it started, you could get every game on your phone. Yeah, yeah. They came out with the app because usually it was before they would switch games for I you. Remember that when the laptop when you could get it on the March Madness and then and the laptop. that was one of Holy the first crap. years you could get it on your phone. Wow. And I remember I was in gym and my dad worked at the high school oh. I went to. <laughs> And I remember I was in gym class, and I took a no dress that day, and I was sitting there in the gym with and with my phone. And my dad walked down to come to the locker room because uh-huh. he was a coach. He had to he had to grab something, uh-huh. and he saw me in the corner where I was just watching my phone, and he didn't say anything because awesome. guess what? He was watching it. Totally, on his phone. dude. Everybody's <laughs> doing
0: it. It's like a religious holiday. I'm sorry, especially the Thursday, and you know I just it's just great. It's the it's it's an. Oh, you know, you say too much of a good thing. Yeah, possibly you get a little fatigued in the middle of the day. Like, like They give us a dinner break. Yeah, if you read the, the paper State I game, wrote for yeah, your class, nice. you would know that. Okay, good. See, this is good. So let's roll through some other games because, honestly, some of these I don't know, but I'll, I'll make some picks anyway. So uh, 10 seed St. Joseph is playing UConn in Buffalo, New York It's 6.55 tip off and... UConn is minus four and a half so this is a very tough game. St. Joseph's looks good. UConn was kind of not the UConn we expected so this one I'm gonna just take St. Joe. Uh, I'm not gonna give a score on this one because I'm gonna go uh, fire pa- uh, rapid fire. We have a lot of games to get to so I'm gonna say St. Joe covers the plus four and a half.
1: UConn minus four and a half please. And w- why do you say that? I just think they have the two guys who can score it's Napier and yeah, um, Shabazz. Sh- What's his name? Shabazz Napier, and then there's another guy. Yeah, I can't think. The of, other dude. I thought you were saying that. I'm like, I don't think the other guy's name. I don't follow is, him. Kemba yeah. Walker,
0: yeah. Okafor, but that's who I think of. And and it, Kevin Ollie's the coach, but you still think of Jim Calhoun. So I mean, it. Both teams are East Coast. It's in Buffalo. You know, both teams, Where's Fino today? We need some East Coast. But um, yeah, and
1: I I mean I watched them play in the tournament, and they they looked like a pretty pretty good team. They they'll they'll get it done. They let's see. I'll pull up their schedule. Well, later. they
0: lost to Louisville, who's a buzzsaw. Yeah, they, and so they, you they can't blame They destroyed
1: Tournament Memphis 72 53. Yeah. And then they beat Tournament Cincinnati by two, and then they lost by 10 against Louisville, so that, that's a pretty
0: good stretch there. St. Joe St. Joe has been playing well, so that's why I just, I think it'll be a close game between two East Coast rivals in Buffalo. I mean, it's just one of those that UConn will probably win with a, a two or a three or some free throws at the end. So.
1: It's so funny, because I'm looking at their schedule, and I'm like, I feel like that's all the teams St. Joe's played. Like, are they in the same conference? <laughs> yeah, they like just the, keep playing The that... A-10 and American? Well, or the
0: thing about Philadelphia teams is they have the the big six, or whatever they call it, you know, with the LaSalle right. and mm-hmm. Temple and Villanova, St. Joe, and... Uh, uh, Drexel, I think. No, try, I think. Uh, dude, I think. Anyway, but the point is there's I a lot of teams like, in Philly. I feel like
1: you just named every
0: team that plays in the Palestra. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yep, like... yep, yep. So, okay, moving on now. We're back to the state of Michigan. We have the 15-seed Wofford. I don't know where Wofford's from. I really don't care. Don't it's care. a Wofford <laughs> Waffle House. But uh, Wofford's playing Michigan Wolverines, who cannot be happy after getting, by the way, their butts crushed by Michigan State the other day, and Michigan State won that game by 14, and Michigan was never in it, and Michigan State was dunking on Michigan, really made Michigan Wolverines look really pathetic, kind of like a, our little brother, or little, little sister, or little cousin, and it's weird because we Call killed, them what you want. Well, we, we, we Michigan State, really destroyed Michigan Wolverines in football in the 2013 season. And then Michigan State went on to win the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And then Michigan was like, well, we're going to beat you in basketball. Well, guess what? We got the last laugh. And maybe there will be another matchup in the Final Four or final game or something. But I don't think so. Nah. Michigan's got to go through Duke after this in the Sweet 16. Now, as far as them covering 16 against Wofford, the game's in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I mean, Michigan can't be happy. I'm, I'm, Once again, I just think blowout city here. I mean, I don't know anything about Wofford, so I'm just going to say Michigan covers the minus 16. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, there's nothing uh, else to say. what he said. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, I, I kind of hope they lose. <clears throat> That'd be really funny. I hope we win, they lose, but so go Wofford.
1: Nah, I don't see them
0: losing that game, nah, no way. I mean, Stauskas really is an awesome player. That guy deserves huge respect. I it mean, takes
1: top-notch D to just even contain
0: him. I know. He, he hits some shots... Every time he touched the ball, I was like, "Don't shoot, don't right. shoot, don't he's shoot." And then great. he wouldn't. I'd be like, "Yes." And and that's because Gary Harris was up in his drill. Yeah. It was really nice defense. So okay, moving on, Ryan. I'd like you to speak to this because I know you have a, a very close friend. This is a. He, uh, I mean, he's not. He's not a close personal friend. He's not of a, mine, a Smith I, friend of yours. I, I played him. Played him throughout okay. the course of so high this school. Is a 12-5, this is twelve five. Right, North Dakota State. Against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's minus four. Michigan State's beat Oklahoma this season pretty bad. So it's it's in Spokane, Washington, but it's not connected to Michigan State. It's just they're in the same venue. So what do you what do you know about North Dakota State? I'll take my close
1: personal friend Corey Brown in North Dakota State to beat Oklahoma. Yeah. That's all that's
0: all that needs to be said. And I'm jumping on Ryan Smith's hey, close personal friend Courtney Brown is his name. Corey, Corey Brown.
1: Now, now let me just double check. What number is he so I can cheer for? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. What's yeah. he play? Forward. Guard? Yeah, he's
0: like he's kind of my. Size. Well, North he's Dakota about... State is really, really good at football, right? They won their their championship again in football, so like they're they're coming up in the world. So North Dakota State's gonna say, "Welcome to basketball." I mean, Oklahoma's not from not from upstate, you know, northwest, and and North Dakota just needs to travel on over there. I mean, you gotta get in the covered wagon because that's what they drive in North Dakota, right? They've covered wagons still. Something like that. Something like that or like some horse and buggies. I'm just trying to make fun of North Dakota people. I don't – you guys are – don't cool. even know what North Dakota looks like. They're totally normal. They're like, hey, we like farming and oil. I think, <laughs> I think that's what they do. Yeah, there's, there's some oil up I'm there. I'm taking North Dakota State plus four and I NDSU plus four. And Ryan even said that they're going to win This is on a whim. End. This is a whim. Do you want to say NDSU wins? Yeah. All right. And – uh, I just think this is a 5-12 upset game. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. So I am gonna. So I think we both expect it. And in my bracket, I do have North Dakota State winning. I'm going to uh, check my bracket here that, that I picked and tell you what I did with that it's game. It's funny because I think even in my bracket, I probably have um, Oklahoma winning that game. The next game, which will be there that night, we'll talk about in a second, is San Diego State, New Mexico State. And then I have North Dakota State beating San Diego State. Because, wow. Because... It's up north there. Those the covered wagons can park. You can, I want to
1: hear you say on record though that's not because of me because I don't want any part of that. When you your can take your trailer
0: down. and park it in Spokane for free and then head back to North <laughs> Dakota eastbound. I just that's that's what's happening. So all right, moving on. Wisconsin Milwaukee and I. There's a guy named Bruce Pearl who I hate. He used to coach Wisconsin Milwaukee and then he went to Tennessee and screwed it up there and now his stupid face is on TV on ESPN. I hate Bruce Pearl because he wrecked uh, the Illinois program when he was an assistant at you Iowa. Lie, don't lie. And Bruce Pearl can can kiss my something, and the thing is, because of Bruce Pearl, I hate Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Even though I really like the state of Wisconsin a lot. Do you? Yeah, yeah I do. Why? Because my friend Gina is in Kenosha. She's really awesome. My friend Gina Copen, she's the best. Like literally, I just really do like Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Okay, they have There's a lot nothing of nothing in Wisconsin. That's good. Here's one word you never say, you never hear in Wisconsin. It's no thank you. It's that's it. Yeah, like Wisconsin's. I'm is a sure you state. love that. <laughs> uh, it's a good state. So the thing is. The Panthers and the thing is, uh, as an Illini fan, back in 2005, uh, in the Allstate Arena, which is in Rosemont, uh, near where Ryan lives, uh, the Illini got a chance to play Wisconsin Milwaukee, and D Brown lit them up and beat Bruce Pearl. And then D Bruce, Brown lit everyone. Up. I know, and Bruce Pearl went on to Tennessee, and then he's just garbage. So, um, so anyway, what I'm hearing is Villanova's, you're taking Villanova Villanova's minus sixteen and a half. half. But the thing is, Wisconsin Milwaukee had that stretch where they were good, and then they they dropped a few games, and then they came back and played well. So here's the thing. I do think Wisconsin Milwaukee. Okay, just I was going to say
1: I'm taking They're Wisconsin. Gonna They're going to cover sixteen and a half. That's a lot. lot of points.
0: And and Villanova has not really sh- they, ever since they lost in the first round of their tournament. I know. And you know they beat Marquette pretty bad, but that's a lot of points. Marquette's it's terrible, and that was a home game. I mean it's in Buffalo so I should but I don't know man Villanova just didn't impress me Are you me sticking though.
1: with your geography theory? Dang
0: man You probably, you probably, probably have to should. You talked it up Alright I'm going back I'm switching Cool because I want to be different than you anyways Villanova, Wisconsin-Milwaukee plus 16.5 16 yeah, You're taking WM plus 16.5 Okay and I just wanted to go on a rant about Bruce Pearl I usually try to stay pretty open-minded here and nice and stuff but and I'm not in a bad mood I just don't like Bruce Pearl I don't like his stupid face I think you're a unscrupulous <laughs> liar and I think that you should never coach again and I don't think anybody should listen to your stupid Voice. As
1: as all you guys noticed, I was quiet during that entire rant because I went all in. When Dan gets going on a rant, there's nothing you can say or do to stop him. The player's
0: name was Deion So you just
1: listen like you're doing right now. You just listen and let him go, and then when he's done, you How dare you? Okay, moving on to Arizona State, Texas. Arizona State, Texas. (laughs) This is in
0: Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Speaking about Milwaukee, have I told you about what I think about Milwaukee? All right. It's Arizona State. They are underdogs by one and a half points, so Texas is favored. The overrunner is 142. This one's a tough one, but, you know, I just Texas play has played well. They have a big, big guy underneath, and Arizona State just seems kind of like a mid-ground Pac-12, so i like Texas to cover. What do you think, Ryan? I'm taking Texas well only because I want to see
1: their matchup with Michigan in the second round. I think it's going to be interesting to see. We saw those Michigan guys get those early fouls on Payne, and then that kind of mixed with what Michigan was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So if Texas can just pound the ball early like Michigan State did, you know, maybe that's an early out for Michigan if they run into Texas. And Michigan State had to go to Texas earlier in the year. And that was a, I mean, the score ended up being a route, but that game
0: was close for about 30, 30 minutes of play. And well, yeah. Texas looked pretty good. I remember the round robin that occurred? North Carolina came into here, into East Lansing, and won. Texas went to North Carolina, and, won. and, won, and we and went to Texas. guess what? All three of those teams look pretty good right about it's now. True. So they all just beat up on each other, I know. it seems like. So you, so you like Texas I'm to go over the i I'm taking Texas, yeah. Okay, great. All right, so let's move on. Here's one that I think it's going to be, because Louisville's been crushing teams like 67 to 35. So Louisville's minus 16 is the fourth seed against the Manhattan Jaspers. And I remember as a little boy... Uh, This is in Orlando, Florida, and I remember I was on a vacation to Orlando, Florida, and I remember watching Manhattan play, and they upset a team. I can't remember. So if you look at the history of Manhattan, they do have an upset in the tournament. I don't think I'll ever look up the history of Manhattan. (laughs) So this could be one where you're like, oh my goodness, everybody, you know, it's like prime for the upset of the first round. Just because Louisville was whining about their seed and all that stuff. And they look great. So that's the thing. So... Am I going to take Manhattan Rick plus 16? Pitino, he's no.
1: Italian, man. He's not losing this I game. I know. I'm
0: going to take Louisville minus 16, and they're going to win by 35 points. But the thing is, I just want to go on record to say my brain's saying if there's mm-hmm. the shocker of the tournament, this could be this it. This could be it because of the whole, they don't deserve this low seed. Oh, wait, now they're not even in it anymore. Right.
1: So. Well, it's really too bad because when Manhattan won their conference tournament, before I saw the brackets, uh-huh. I was thinking, man, I'm going to pick them to win, win their first round yeah. game. And even their coach. Had the guts to say in their in their uh, the post the press ca- or the press conference after the game he goes I feel bad for whoever has to play us next and they were really feeling it coming off their tournament but man I I think they just ran into a pretty good Louisville team that Who, yeah now who's
0: the guy Fran Fraschilla correct I don't know but, his name but you know the guy that does all the foreign players for the NBA draft you know I don't <laughs> no. really Frisch- I'm, I'm Fraschilla I think he was their coach. Fran Faschilla. And that's, I think he got famous because he won a, a game. Now I'm looking, head coaching record, um, NCAA, yes, in 94-95, uh, he was the coach that led them to, in the 95, this, I have to go blast from the past here. I'm sorry, M-A-N.
1: All right, well, while you look that up, I'm just going to say that obviously I think Louisville's going to win this game. I have them going to at least the Elite Eight in my bracket as, as far as I'm picturing right now. And, uh, I think sixteen's probably pretty close. I mean, I read an article the other day in the New York Times where it was talking about point spreads, and it just says how tough it is. Like, the hardest games to pick are the ones that are big spreads uh-huh. only because, yeah, I mean, Louisville could destroy Manhattan and win by 13, you know. That's a pretty good win
0: in the first round of the tournament. So sixteen's a lot of points, so I will take Manhattan plus 16. Okay, and I'm looking. It was the 1995 NCAA tournament, and Manhattan defeated Oklahoma who we were just talking about Oklahoma right. getting upset by North Dakota State. So Manhattan won that game by ten, and then went on to play Arizona State, who beat them. At, but they were the 13th seed that year, so it could happen. That's, I'm,
1: I'm glad I could filibuster enough time for you to, <laughs> you to get you. So that. So you're
0: taking Manhattan plus the <clears throat> points. Yeah. Okay, and when when Louisville wins eighty one to twenty five, then we're you know, gonna go. Water. Yeah, we probably knew that, didn't yeah, we? But I did say Louisville minus sixteen because and there's something about Orlando. It's nice, and Rick Pitino can you know. Get and he's all,
1: Italian. He's like, hey. Did man. I mention he's, he's Italian? He's like, hey, we're going to
0: Carabas later. Hey, <laughs> hey, they got a wine special. Hey, did you hear Dickie V on the selection show? He's
1: <laughs> uh-huh. so pumped for a Michigan oh, State. Oh, Pitino, yeah, he's like, Izzo, Rigatoni. Pitino, uh-huh. Rigatoni.
0: Okay, so, Serafino. <laughs> exactly. Where's, Ant- where's Fino? Hey, Crier. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> okay, so hey, Sharg. <laughs> <laughs> so the other 13-4 game this one's in Spokane, Washington. It's the San Diego State New Mexico State game and New Mexico State looks pretty good and San Diego State does not. New Mexico State, I they were playing What do playing. you mean? San Diego State lost in their final to to New Mexico. They just didn't look good, man. I don't know. Like like uh this is a famous coach uh Steve Fisher who in 1989 I think he was the took NCAA over from Michigan coach of the year. Well, yeah, because they didn't have much to work with, and, he, and now their luck's running out, is my thought. And all Steve right. Fisher defeated Illinois. Everything comes back to the Illini for me. And then he won the 89 Final hey. Four over Seton Hall and P.J. Carlissimo with, uh, with Ramil Robinson and with um, you know, Glenn Rice and everything. So good job, Michigan, in 1989. But now Steve Fisher's the coach of San Diego State. I like New Mexico State plus seven. That's all I'm going to say. NMSU. I have NDSU, and now I have NMSU plus seven. And I, frankly, could see them winning the game.
1: Man, I texted you this the other day. All those New Mexico, New Mexico State, UNLV, they're all the same in my brain. Like, my brain just merges them well, Lou all Henson together. took
0: New Mexico State with, you know, Jimmy Collins, right? from he, he, Jimmy Collins was okay. a player on New Mexico State for Lou Henson back in the 60s, and Lou Henson, that was his first Final Four and so New Mexico State used to be, you know, they had, so they're not, a, they're a storied program f- and that's why they keep showing up in the tournament.
1: Well, they've lost, San Diego State's lost, their last two losses are to New Mexico. So maybe it's something about the state. That's they right. Just, they Nobody wants to mess can with they, that. Can they not get over it I or what? I think the
0: Roadrunner and Coyote cartoon is shot in New Mexico. I think that's where they shoot the, the where they always drop the anvils <laughs> and stuff. Right. Yeah. So that's, so what do you like? This San the Diego last State, one. Sorry. Like, <laughs> SDSU minus seven. All right. Now. We we have gone through and you you know I'm looking at the games for uh, Friday now March 21st. Do you want to just do some rapid fire games here? Because we man. have Duke minus 13 against Mercer. Uh, it's a 314 game. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mercer. So there's plus, your go-
1: I'm taking Mercer plus 13. See, so
0: yeah, I like Duke minus 13 because it's in North Carolina. I don't even know where Mercer is, but it's Duke in North Carolina. They're playing a game there. So you're really you're taking Mercer with the points. Bring it, Dan. All right, man. We're going to rapid fire this. Next game in San Antonio, Texas. So proximity, here it goes again. Nebraska Cornhuskers, which isn't that far from Texas, against Baylor, which is from Waco, Texas. So Baylor's minus 3.5, 12.40 p.m. tip-off. I'm taking Baylor because of that. Because of that because of the place they're playing. So Baylor minus three and a half. And Nebraska's a good team in a very respectable season for Nebraska.
1: Yeah, it's a tough game for me to pick because I we saw Nebraska come in here to East Lansing and they looked pretty good yeah, down the se- yeah, down the stretch. Yeah, and good. they good. they definitely have the potential. And I think the winner of that game, I think Creighton. Creighton's in, the, in trouble. In Creighton this, never it,
0: impressed me once. No,
1: and in, in this West bracket, it has two of the most overrated teams yeah, in the tournament in, in Wisconsin and Creighton. But I just look at this bracket and I'm like Man, anyone can come out, of especially that lower point. It's Baylor, Nebraska, yep. Creighton, Oregon. It's the for West bracket
0: too. It's going to head to Anaheim for the Sweet Sixteen. Ugh. So those teams are. I mean, they, they get to have fun now, but I don't know. So what? What do you think? Nebraska? Uh, or I'll stick with the Big Ten. I'll go Nebraska here. Okay. And I'm just hoping that my my where you're playing matters theory works. Okay, here's your New Mexico again. And New Mexico looks sharp. they didn't we already
1: pick them? Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> now we're talking about the Lobos, not the Aggies. This is the New Mexico Lobos who just defeated San Diego State in that Mountain West disgusting floor court that was played so in that the movie. So
1: New Mexico, they're like the red and black, right?
0: Like red and silver. And the Aggies are like that they Stupid think they're red brown or something no i think they're red and black oh, versus are, red too. and silver yeah now this is a 1 p.m 140 p.m and it's in st louis missouri so you have stanford cardinals the 10th seed playing new mexico in st louis so both these teams are like what are we doing here and new mexico's pretty dang good team so they they impressed me so i'm taking new mexico minus four and a half
1: do you like how i just flip this the girl switch on And i'm just doing colors in this game because i colors. don't i don't care we're an equal opportunity employer here at walk the line <laughs> go on
0: ryan Smith. <laughs> go on <laughs> I'll take New Mexico minus four and a half. Okay, nice one. Yeah, I mean, Stanford never impressed me during the season. They would mm-hmm. always like be in that middle ground, and you'd be like, wait, Stanford's plus eight, and they would get beat. They have that one big guy who thinks he's Aaron Gordon from Arizona, but he's not. I don't think I watched one Stanford. <laughs> Remember when they had the, the the guy with the afro, the guard with the afro a yeah, couple he, years ago? Yeah, he
1: was on the cover of the NCAA video game, Josh Childress. Yes, and that's and the then, guy I
0: keep thinking. He played for like the Nets or something. Well, or something. He, he played for the Hawks, I think it was. Okay, yeah. And then
1: he went overseas, and he was like, The LeBron James of overseas. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: He's like, I am good. But he's just—that's what I think for Stanford now. Mm -hmm. And then even going back, you know, remember Mad Dog? Remember that guy? Like when Stanford went to the Final Four back in like '99? They had the Mark Madsen, He played for the Lakers. I don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, I'm an old man. Okay, moving on. We have the number one seed Arizona Wildcats against the Weber State Uh, Wildcats. Let's call them. I don't know. There's something. (laughs) There's something with like a wild, but they're purple. Okay, we're going to talk about colors now. The game is in (laughs) San Diego, California. It's a two ten p.m tip off East Coast, so it's 11, 10 a.m. Here's the thing about Weber State. I remember when I was a little boy, too, they upset North Carolina in a three fourteen game. Wow. And they had this guy named Harold Arsenault, who was, like, awesome. And that guy went off for, like, 30 or 40 points. So Weber State has a history of winning in the tournament. 19 and a half points is a lot of points. This is the game where... I think a team stays close. So I'm taking the points big time in this one. And yes, it's in San Diego, but and yes, Arizona's going to be fine and go on to the next round. I have Arizona actually going to the Final Four in my bracket. When I look in, I have them playing, which I won't want to spoil, but I have them going into Anaheim and going all the way to the Final Four. So they're not going to cover this game, though. I'm taking Weber State plus 19.5. I'll
1: take Arizona minus 19.5 just to spite you. Nice one. I mean, I like that's it. a lot of points, though. You're right. I mean... <laughs> Fifteen is a as I said with the Louisville game. That's just a ton of points to win by in the yeah. NCAA tournament. You're feeling pretty comfy if you walk out of there with a double digit win. Well, here's a good
0: segue for from Ryan Smith to walk the line because the 314 game played in San Antonio, Texas at 3:10 p.m. is Creighton Blue Jays minus thirteen and a half against the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. So if you're a Ragin' Cajun and like a Lake Ponta train, you like thirteen and a half points because Creighton has Doug McDermott and no one else, and Doug McDermott takes a hundred thousand shots. Plays and for daddy. He plays for his dad, and he's good, and I like him and everything. But Creighton has let me down on numerous occasions during this season, including the other day. So I like Louisiana Lafayette to cover that points, those 13 and a half, and maybe even win the game. I think Creighton's Wow. Not, not, yeah, but I, I like – I mean – Louisiana Lafayette got to play their their conference tournament in New Orleans, and they had a good uh, advantage against Western Kentucky in the final. And then Georgia Georgia State was who they defeated, who had a seventeen and one conference record. So Louisiana Lafayette's doing something right. So I definitely like them to cover uh, these points here.
1: I'm going to go against everything yeah. I've said on this show oh, and right. take Creighton minus thirteen and a half. All right, I'm that's look, why I'm we're looking on. down the Louisiana Lafayette schedule, and they either win big or lose big. It seems like there's no close games for them. So other than their conference championship, ter- the yeah. during the
0: tournament. Well, here's a game that I think a team's going to win big. It's Kansas Jayhawks. They're the two seed. And yeah, they're, they're in ready to roll. St. Louis, they? Missouri. Now, Joel Embiid is injured, but man, they got he, Wiggins and people. You think he's out for the year? He's out for a week or two. Well, that's what they're saying. And so he'll be do fine. You think they just I mean, that dude, I he's going to be
1: number. He's going to be the number one pick in the draft.
0: I, but I still think. I mean, they're fine. You you got to admit they're still stuck. Oh here, right? yeah, they're, they're, they're. I'm not saying they're yeah. going to lose this game by any means. I just
1: can't. I would love
0: it because I hate Bill Self because he backstabbed Illinois and and everything returns to the lineup for me. And he's a probably I'm not going to say anything because he's he seems pretty legitimate on paper. So I have nothing. I don't know how he does it, but I think he spells his S with a dollar sign. <laughs> I don't know this, though. That's a high, the hypothesis of mine. Okay, so Kansas minus 15, I'm taking. What do you think? It's in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I'll just say yeah. Yeah, Kansas minus 15. Okay, moving on. Here's one that Ryan and I will disagree on. So here we go. Here's my proximity location theory in action. It's a 4.40 p.m. tip-off our time here in Michigan. It's the nine-seed Oklahoma State—I uh, was going to call them the Sooners, the I Cowboys— thought... They are minus two, so they're with the Pitt Panthers. They're the only underdog, the only favorite that's lower seeded. Minus two versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga rolled into the tournament. Gonzaga has big guys. I like Gonzaga a lot in this game because people are overhyping Marcus Smart, who's a great player, and Oklahoma State's pretty good. Oklahoma State rolled into the tournament. How are you going to use that for Gonzaga? How did they roll into the tournament? They they didn't. I think Baylor played Iowa State in the in the final of the Big Twelve thing. I mean, they didn't roll anywhere. They. They didn't make it to any final. I
1: mean, after Smart came back, they
0: they won all those games in a row. But now they're traveling to the West Coast, and they're going to be like, "Whoa, it's really warm here, and like it's not Oklahoma." And and uh, it's not warm in Oklahoma. I don't think so. And the thing is, Gonzaga <laughs> knows West Coast time. That's true. Gonzaga knows what it's like to be in in the area. Not that Vegas is exactly San Diego, but it's kind of the same. I mean, if, when you live down there, the L.A. San Diego and Vegas triangle, it's kind of the same area. They got the 15 interstate there. Interstate 15, they call it. And so I like Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga to win the game. So I'm going to say Gonzaga wins.
1: It's funny you say that because when the brackets came out, this, because usually the A9, the spreads are pretty close. And when I saw this was an A9 game, I was like, oh, you know, the two of us are going to love Oklahoma State in this That's one. And, you, and then you text me, like, Gonzaga. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. So I'm taking, I'm taking Oklahoma State in this one. Digger Phillips actually has Oklahoma State going to his final
0: four. That's too much. That's a little ridiculous. but And you got to look at the path that they're going to have to go to get to the final four. They have to win in San Diego twice, okay? So that means that they're going to have to not only defeat Gonzaga, a West Coast team, they're going to have to defeat Arizona, a West Coast team, yeah. in San Diego. I'm sorry, do you guys know there's a 10 freeway, and it, it just goes right from Tucson where you kind of jump on there and you head right into California. Arizona is going to be stacked over there. So, Ryan... Let's get to the, uh, le- a couple other games. Uh, you want to just do the the best of the bunch here? What do, what do you think? Because we have. Uh, Let's few just more.
1: do rapid fire. We'll just do picks. Okay. We'll go down. Okay. We George don't. E- we don't even
0: need why. Just say okay. Eight nine game. Memphis minus three versus George Washington. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's close to where Memphis lives. So George take- Washington. So I'm taking Memphis minus three. Minus- <laughs> and you're taking G Dub, huh? Yep.
1: Next game. Providence is the eleven seed. Versus North Carolina. North Carolina's minus four. <laughs> this is a 7.20 p.m. game in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I'm taking North Carolina minus four. Same here. I mean,
0: Providence is a good team, but yeah, they're they, not that good. They look pretty good in their tournament. but uh, They got to
1: travel down south. Yeah,
0: sorry. Dude, you did such a good job. I'm going to shut up and let you introduce the, uh, the next one.
1: All right, the next game is the 12-seed Stephen F. Austin versus 5-seed VCU. That is a 7.27 start, and that is out west in San Diego, California. Well, Stephen
0: F.A. Um, <laughs> Smith, Austin. <laughs> and here's the thing there's a guy named Melvin Johnson, I believe his name is for Virginia Commonwealth, VCU. I love Shaka Smart. I love what he's done. Yeah, we both agreed on this. It's a I think. huge, huge injury to yep. suffer. They lost to St. Joe in the final of their conference tournament. So I'm taking SFA because I actually
1: have SFA money line in that one I, in my bracket. I have them winning that game. I think they've won like 28
0: straight games or something yeah. like that. So and with the with the with the team that doesn't have their sixth man, and I know the guy scores 11 points a game. It's just huge loss. You you don't want to lose. All right. Okay. Virginia minus 21. Uh, they're the 116 game against. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's Coastal Carolina, but we Virginia doesn't play up-tempo, man, so I like yeah, Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina
1: plus 21. Next yeah. game, Next Kansas game. State is the 9 seed versus Kentucky, who is minus 5. Kentucky's been rolling as of late, looked pretty good against Florida on Sunday. I'm taking Kentucky minus 5. And I That's agree. in St. Louis, Missouri, if you were wondering, geography, man. Yes,
0: it is. And the thing is, Kentucky's the most underrated team, even worse than Louisville. I can't believe Kentucky's an eight seed. That is that's stupid. All right, so okay. Two left.
1: Let's go. Two left. I'm gonna
0: Yep, go for it, Ryan. And North Carolina,
1: I would assume, is the NC yeah. Central. Fourteen seed against third seeded Iowa State, minus nine. That games in Texas, somewhere Iowa State's familiar with. I'm taking Iowa State. I think they've they made it to the championship. They won the Big 12, didn't they, the yes, tournament? they did.
0: So I'll take Iowa State in that one. Yeah, and they have like a lot of players that look like kind of like that James Harden-type style yep. of play. that can mm-hmm. do a lot of different versatile things. So I like uh, Iowa State as well. North Carolina Central, I'm sure they had a great season, but Iowa State, they can just kind of head south to San Antonio.
1: And this this is the last one of the, here we go. Yeah, the first right. round. This one seems kind of obvious to me. This is 13-seeded Tulsa versus 4-seeded UCLA, and you know that's just a tough game for me to even pick. And then I'm seeing here that... UCLA is minus 9. Yes, the game's in San Diego, but I like Tulsa to cover the 9 but not win. What about you, Dan? You know,
0: I agree 100% with what you just said because Tulsa looked pretty strong in that final. A lot of people are picking them to even win that game. Right. They played um, Louisiana Tech, who had a very, very good season this year. Louisiana Tech had 25, 26, 27 wins, and Tulsa played them very strong. Plus, it's Danny Manning is the coach. He was the Kansas Jayhawk who led the 88 uh, Larry Brown, from who's now the SMU coach, to the title over Oklahoma Sooners that year. So Danny Manning has the magic. I do like UCLA to win the game, but like Ryan said, Tulsa will cover the nine points, and I like it only because the game is in San Diego. So, man,
1: all right, folks, we there it, you man. have Give it. There, there are unofficial Shh. picks. Yeah. Usually, we're good for coming on the show and then two days later being like, "Wait, no, we don't want that. We're gonna we'll switch them." So, I we'll, feel pretty good though. Yeah, we'll recap this the next time we come and. Enjoy the tournament, everybody, yeah. yeah,
0: And Iowa and Tennessee play in a play-in game. I really like Tennessee. I haven't really looked at the spread yet, but Tennessee has been playing great ball. And Iowa's done nothing but lose. Yeah, so that's a thing. And I like Tennessee to keep rolling through to to the next couple rounds. So... Yes. uh, Play us on out of here, Dan. I think we have some people who want to get in the studio, and I had just a blast today, Ryan. It was awesome.
1: It it seems like it's been forever since I've been in here, so this was fun. It was a little rocky, as I'm sure you heard, but we enjoy it every week, and there's nothing better than March
0: Madness, that's for sure. So that there is Ryan Smith. My name is Dan Cryer. We're here at Impact 89 FM, Impact Sports at Michigan State University, and this has been Walk the Line, episode 22. So let me scoot the microphone over here. Here comes
1: my favorite part of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Let me play us out of here.
0: With Dan and Ryan, you just listened to the NCAA version of Walk the Line. Yo, peace.